0: Welcome to the Daily Standard Podcast. I'm Eric Felton. We're going to talk today with Carl Cannon about his new book, On This Date From the Pilgrims to Today, Discovering America One Day at a Time. The Daily Standard Podcast is brought to you by the Dollar Shave Club. Stop spending a fortune on gimmicky shave technology you don't need. Make this smarter choice by joining the Dollar Shave Club. Daily Standard listeners can get their first month for just $5 with free shipping. Just go to dollarshaveclub.com slash weeklystandard. I'm happy to welcome Carl Cannon to the Weekly Standards podcast studio. Carl is Washington Bureau Chief of Real Clear Politics and author of the new book, On This Date, from the Pilgrims to Today, Discovering America One Day at a Time. Well, this is J- July 24th, Carl, and I'm wondering if at some future version of the book is uh, going to have Jared Kushner's testimony before Congress as a, as a significant date.
1: Well, that, that, that's an interesting thought, Eric. You know, uh, history is, you know, we, lo- we look back on history, and we don't know what's going on right now. There were, is this Watergate? Is this the beginning of the end of the Trump presidency? Then then that date that, Jer, that Jared Cush and Paul Manafort and Donald Trump Jr. met in June of 2016 with this sketchy Russian lawyer, that will be like the break in. That will be a date that people remember. Um, if this is just another scandal in our uh, Manichaean and bipolar politics, that Donald Trump weathers and go on to win two term, a second term in office, we may forget
0: this ever happened. So Ju- July 24th, what actually is in the book? This will give us a sense of, uh, of how the book goes along. Um, in, on July
1: 24th, 1984, um, a former U.S. Marine named Kirk Bloodsworth worked a 12-hour shift unloading freight at a furniture import building in Baltimore County. He met his wife for drinks at 10.30 in a nearby saloon, 10.30 at night. They bickered, so she spent the night at her mother's house. He went home and slept until 10 a.m., hanging around the house until the afternoon when he saw a tragedy unfold in the no- local news. Nine-year-old Dawn Venice Hamilton had wandered away from the family's apartment complex in an unincorporated area of Baltimore County. Hours later, her lifeless body was found in the nearby woods. Kirk Bloodsworth had nothing to do with that case, would, go to, would be convicted of capital murder and sentenced to prison for it. Um, and my little essay on July 24th explains how he was ultimately exonerated.
0: And that it had a uh, three-letter acronym involved, which is DNA.
1: There you go. You remember the case. Well,
0: I, I, I read ahead of time in the book. <laughs> I made sure I read July 24th. Eric, but, people
1: don't actually prepare for interviews. What are you prepare thinking? Prepare for what interviews. What are you thinking? That's, that's so old school.
0: I read the book. I enjoyed the book. <laughs> I, I particularly enjoyed things in the book like January 17th, 1706, Benjamin Franklin's birthday, in a book that has a lot of anecdotes about things that that change the course or are milestones in American history. You can't go far without touching on Benjamin Franklin. And and Franklin turns up a number of times in the book. Um, I particularly like the the anecdote you have for his birth date, which is um, having to do with wine in Benjamin Franklin, where he likens he likens the rain falling from the sky as uh, Jesus' transformation of water into wine.
1: That's right. Well, you know, you see these uh, these T-shirts if you go down Bourbon Street in New Orleans or Duval Street in Key West, and you know, some drunken college kid weaving around, and you look in the T-shirt and it says, beer is proof God loves us and wants us to be happy. Um, Benjamin Franklin.
0: They, they sell those at the Franklin Museum in Philadelphia.
1: Yeah, well, they should be ashamed of themselves because <laughs> Franklin was <laughs> talking about wine, not beer, and he, and he equated it with the miracle at Canaan, and it was one of the loveliest things he, he wrote in
0: his life. So uh, Franklin also turns up with electricity and... Uh, and polarization, both kinds. <laughs> he
1: discovers... Scientific polarity, and he, and he reminds us that politics, that, that, that this is, we need to be careful um, that too much polarization, just like in science, is a dangerous thing.
0: Shocking, shocking. One of the themes that the readers of your book will will discover, and let's describe the book for a second first, which is, this is a book that goes day by day through the calendar, and on each day there is some date That references something that happened or began or is otherwise affiliated with that date in American history.
1: Right. And it it goes January 1st to December 31st, although it skips all over in years. The first book, the first entry is January 1st, 1915. And the last one is December 31st, 1988. And there's all in between. And although the title says from the pilgrims today, there's actually one I wonder if you spot it, Eric. One thing even what, before the pilgrims. What is
0: the year three hundred forty-three doing in a book about American <laughs> history?
1: Well, also we, there's a there's a time when um, Christopher Columbus is plying the waters off of America and sees what he thinks are mermaids, sirens. They're actually a an extinct sea mammal, close to more like walruses or manatees, actually. But so, yeah, I. I I I don't Saint Nick
0: though turns up in 343.
1: So you got it. You now you really have read the book. That's that's impressive. Well, Thomas Nast, the famous artist who gave us donkeys for Democrats and elephants for Republicans also is pretty much pretty responsible for our view, our mental view of Santa Claus. And but of course, you've got to give the original Saint Nick the credit. This was a man who lived uh, right 3 right. Three hundred years after Jesus, and he was a—he was a saint, and he liked giving children presents. Uh, sometimes we toss them, we think down the chimney. We're not sure, but that's the original Saint Nick. But
0: and but so it, you could also say that uh, that Dickens invented Christmas, and Dickens turns up in the book a couple of times. Charles
1: Dickens is one of those characters. There's a few people that he, I, I revisit, and Charles Dickens is one of them. Both of his visits to America, which are. Extraordinary. And, yes, Dickens' A Christmas Carol, um, That that's a – they're still making movies about A Christmas Carol. You know, even they, – they call it different things. They'll be, you know, Scrooged or this or that or the other thing. Soon
0: there will be an original Netflix series about
1: – What, like – yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, these millennials all know about O.J. Simpson because of these movies that have come out in the last year. So there's something to revisiting history.
0: There is indeed. And one of the things that you revisit often are dates involved in America's wars. We have April 19th, Lexington and Concord in uh, 1775. April 9th, 1865, Lee's Surrender. July 1st, 1898, the Rough Riders going up San Juan Hill. June 6, 1944? That's one that everyone will know right off the bat. The, you know at least let's hope that education in America is not such that people have forgotten D-Day already. Yeah,
1: Eric, you're sweet, but if they're teaching D-Day in America's college and universities, I'd be a little surprised.
0: <laughs> well, tell us how significant is war in US history? Well,
1: you know, Eric, we're this book I it's these it's these essays. About 450 words, 400 words, 300, 68 of them. I do leap year and I do two dates twice. Um, and, but I hope at the end of it people come up with an idea of the American identity. I hope, that, I hope they follow the narrative. I don't beat people over the head with it. I, I try to let them come to their own conclusions. But one of my conclusions is that the American identity, that we're optimistic, that we're problem solvers. Um, Franklin Roosevelt talked about America's can-do spirit. I think that's right. We're brave. Uh, we confront issues other people are a little bit unafraid afraid of confronting, little issues like racism and democracy, and we usually figure it out right. But we're also a, a martial people. We, we don't think of ourselves that way, but this country was forged in war. We, we had to wage war to get our country, and it's, it's very much part of the American identity.
0: And – Interestingly, there's one wartime event that seems to loom so large for you that you devote five specific days and six pages of a book that has one page per day. Um, tell us about.
1: You're you're talking about the sinking of the USS Indianapolis. I am, and yeah, that was the one. I, there were a couple of all these. Are, most of these are one page. A couple of them are two pages. I like think there may be one three pager in there. On July Fourth. It depends how the yeah you're looking on Kindle or in the hard copy. so, so is but this, this one this one event it it's it, uh, it's a riveting tale and I, I wanted to just keep I thought the pacing of the book I wanted to slow people down at that point it's about halfway through the book it's the end of July 1945 beginning of August. And everything's going on. Um, these, this ship is delivered the parts of the atom bomb it's top secret. Um, the Navy forgets kind of forgets they're out there it's got everything bureaucratic infighting people covering their butts the the bomb um the bravery of the men that are thrown in the sea for days no one's even looking for them the ingenuity i talked about of the pilots who find them and they direct they they sort of disregard orders and land there. the seaplane and pile guys on there's a thousand guys you know going into the ocean and 300 something came out and it and then there's a there's a postscript about a kid who reads about it he hears about it watching the movie Jaws when Quint, the guy played by Robert Shaw.
0: Robert Shaw, Robert a Shaw. man who commands the screen whenever he's on the yes. on the screen.
1: Yes, and he talks about this. They got they put it in June for some reason. They have they
0: have some details wrong. I don't know why
1: Hollywood does what they do. But but this kid grew up in Pensacola and wanted to find out, is this even true? And it was true, and the captain had been scapegoated and court martialed. He later he got, got out of that, but his career was over. He later killed himself and the Navy would never admit that it wasn't his fault that he had, they had, he had they had failed him the Navy brass, and there's a cameo by a obscure backbencher a congressman from that region named Joe Scarborough, who intercedes in it, and finally he's posthumously pardoned, um, well posthumously exonerated, and so to me it's got sort of everything, and so I devoted yeah like you say five five days to it
0: now. Joe Scarborough is going to to provide us a pivot point, which is he was then a congressman. Now he's a talking head. He doesn't want to be a talking head anymore. He wants to be a rock and roll musician. He's got some 400 songs that he plans to put out. Um, So,
1: I think what Joe Scarborough wants to do is be president of the United States, but we can talk about that another time.
0: But this gives us our pivot to talk about how many musicians (laughs) Ah. and athletes turn up in the book. Um, Elvis yeah, it's not makes all, it, a few right. appearances. It's and
1: not all politics. You're right. Elvis. Uh, who, I got Louis Armstrong.
0: You have Glenn Miller.
1: Glenn Miller, uh, Carol Channing, uh, the Beatles,
0: um, when they come to America. The Beach Boys. The Beach
1: Boys are in there twice, actually.
0: That's right. Uh, and Bob Dylan is there with a little civil rights tie-in. Yep.
1: Yeah. Now the yeah. Beach Boys. You know, I uh, I grew up in California. I was somebody asked me said. Publisher, two on the Beach Boys. Come on, you know. I was, well, I was a member of the Beach Boy fan club. It's my book, <laughs> but but they're not they're not really strictly about the Beach Boys. One is about Brian Wilson, and, and it takes place the same day. Madame Butterfly opens at the Met, and also the beginning of surf music, and how and, and those and those things are in there for a reason, you know. Eric, one of the things I discovered, and and this was sort of accidental. I'm like a guy, you know, in the lab uh, for Pfizer trying to uh, come up with a heart drug. And it doesn't help the heart patients, but all the nurses report this interesting side effect, and then you get Viagra. Um, My sort of aha moment was when I realized how many times in American history uh, a foreign-born person, we need something. They need the staccato sound to make... To imitate the sound of the waves in surf music and dick dale's father is lebanese american and he imitate and he has these instruments and he teaches his son to play them or um albert einstein uh, excuse me this the scientists who come over from germany want to tell the president that the, the hitler's that the germans are trying to build a bomb that nazis the nazis might get the atomic bomb that such a thing is possible well who who can they get to get roosevelt's attention albert einstein he writes a letter to fdr and out of that comes the manhattan project or much earlier john peter zinger um, german born publisher in new york picks a fight with the governor of new york who's sent over he's a stooge sent over by the crown to um well enrich himself and he hires, he hires an, a Scottish-born lawyer, um, Andrew Hamilton, no, no kin to Alexander Hamilton. He goes for jury nullification in a libel trial, and out of that, 50 years before the declaration, comes freedom of the press. So, you know, a foreigner helps invent freedom of the press.
0: So one of the things that one takes away from your book is just how many individual people um, make a difference and move things in one direction or another, which would not seem to be the way that a lot of history is done or taught these days, where you know, I, I think sorely lacking in your book is deconstructive critical theory.
1: <laughs> ah, but my friend, I'm not a Marxist determinist. So <laughs> I, could, I could only write the book that my um, bourgeois upbringing <laughs> taught me to write. Here's to bourgeois upbringings. <laughs> you know, everyone knows about Rosa Parks. But that was part of a process, and it was bigger than one person. But at some point in history, somebody has to has to stand up and do it. And I, I mentioned that the book opens in January 1st. A, a woman, cab driver, she decides she wants to drive a cab. What, why? Because she loves cars. She's a mechanic. She she works in a um, gas station uh, around the corner from Broadway and 50th. Uh, her name's Wilma Russi. Ruff- and she goes and gets her, her hack license with under her initials, W.K. Rusty, shows up at the street corner. Uh, and what happens then? Well, three things. First of all, the patrolman looks at the, so this is the first hurdle. The cop looks at her papers. Well, they're in order. She can stay, he, he tells the other cab drivers. Well, then how are the male cab drivers going to react? Well, they have a caucus. They go to the opposite corner and caucus, and they decide, you know what? I've seen that woman. She, she knows cars. She's good. She's good to go. We're, we're cool with it. And then the final thing, what will the customer say because the customer is always right. And her cab is hailed by two young men and she says to them, "Where do you want to go?" And they say, "We don't care. We just want to ride in your cab." Huh. And so this so this so this is, you know, it's a little barrier, a little glass ceiling, but every day in American history there's hundreds of these things. You, you know, pick 368 of them, but you could have written 10 a day, just like it.
0: Well, that gives you room for the next volume, but this volume is on this date From the Pilgrims to Today, Discovering America One Day at a Time by Carl Cannon. Carl, thanks for joining us on the Daily Standard Podcast.
1: Eric, it's been my pleasure.
0: Our sponsor is the Dollar Shave Club, the smarter choice. You get a great shave at a great price, conveniently delivered right to your door. It's a no-brainer. You don't have to schlep to the store and try to get razors out of those little plastic safes they are always locked behind. No cheap disposable razors that give you a cheap shave. And you don't spend a fortune on 14-blade razors with magic lubrication strips or other gimmicky shave technology. It's just a great razor paired with Dr. Carver's Shave Butter for a smooth, gentle shave. Listeners of the Daily Standard podcast can make this smarter choice by joining Dollar Shave Club. New members get their first month of the executive razor with a tube of Dr. Carver's Shave Butter for only $5 with free shipping. After that, razors are just a few bucks a month. That's a $15 value for only five bucks. In your first month box, you get a weighty handle, a cassette of four razor cartridges, and a tube of shave butter. After your first month, replacement cartridges ship automatically at their regular price. There are no hidden fees and no commitments. Cancel any time you like. For this exclusive offer, go to dollarshaveclub.com weeklystandard. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash weeklystandard. That's it for today's Daily Standard podcast. Be sure to tune in to our podcasts throughout the week. Just go to iTunes or Google Play for a free subscription or go to our website, weeklystandard.com. I'm Eric Felton. Thanks for listening. Your luggage shouldn't cost more than your plane ticket. Away Travel's luggage is designed to be high quality and still under $300. For $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash standard and use the promo code standard during checkout. Away Travel was started to create the perfect luggage. Their approach is simple. Design luggage to be resilient, resourceful, and fit the way you travel today. Choose from nine colors and four sizes. The sizes are pretty straightforward. There's the carry-on, the bigger carry-on, the medium, and the large. My favorite feature, though, is the built-in backup battery that comes in both sizes of the carry-on. It lets you charge cell phone, tablets, e-readers, or anything else that's powered by a USB cord. Away travel bags come with a lifetime warranty and also a 100-day live trial. If any time during that first hundred days you decide it's not for you, return the bag for a full refund, no questions asked. For $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com standard and use the promo code standard during checkout.